You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Double tackle. Double tackle. Double tackle. Double tackle. Double tackle. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us at Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us at 865-658-5824. I'm joining alongside Tim live in Green Bay. Just jumping in here tonight to uh, continue the uh, the after party um, of beating the uh, Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champ uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And I know Coach LaFleur spoke. Tim, you kind of hit on it. Carly Ray sent me the same presser uh, in a message. Pretty cool hearing Matt LaFleur say, listen, guys, the reality is we're a 500 team. That's the reality. Bringing them right back down to earth, getting them right back to work. What do you think about that, Tim? Man, I love it. You know, couldn't have said it better myself. Not like I'm a head coach, so it doesn't matter (laughs) if I say it. But hearing uh, Coach LaFleur, um, you know, that was kind of his demeanor. Um, during his presser and um, it kind of reflects uh, you know the attitude of this team hopefully going forward you know because we we talk about playoffs if you go into the playoffs the the first rule of the playoffs is your season doesn't matter anymore you know you're here it's a new season win or go home well we need to uh, continue to win here and finish strong and focus one game at a time one matchup at a time uh, you know one snap at a time and like coach LaFleur said we Week to week, go one and all, and uh, be willing to put in the work. He said that's why we're improving is because guys are willing to put in the work and they're focused one game at a time. So, you know, I'm with it. Let, you're right. This is the after party of the after party, you know, wrapping up Victory Monday. And uh, it's on to uh, the New York football giants and uh, time to get another dub here in prime time. So I, I love the attitude. I love the focus. Um, and, you know, it starts at the top down, right? So there's our head coach. Uh, you know, let's let's watch this trickle down to, the, to every single member of this team, and uh, hopefully, we get some more dubs. Definitely, it's the old uh, Bill Bill Belichickian way, right? We're on the Cincinnati. We're on the Cincinnati. Um, you got to yeah. love it. And I know uh, Dead Fishing here just asked about this picture. He said, "Is that picture from last night?" I believe title. It was either Title Town or Lambeau Field Twitter account posted it. 
um, last night. So I'm assuming it was last night during the game, uh, maybe the pregame when the snow was still falling, probably around the time they were taking the tarp off. But just an absolutely gorgeous shot there of Town and Lambeau. Man, they have – listen, when you see a picture like this, Tim, I know we're already off topic and it's totally cool. When you see a picture like this, dude, the first thing that comes to mind is – Give Mark Murphy, put some respect on Mark Murphy's name because he's the one that had the vision for this. He made this happen right here. And man, what a phenomenal job he's done with Title Town. I agree. Um, I, you know, I don't know about a statue, but maybe at least a plaque or some kind of uh, tribute uh, to Mr. Murphy should be. Uh, we should look at a, a spot in Title Town to maybe add that in the future once he's uh, retired, you know, show him some love. But that is a beautiful sight. Really, you know, Titletown is great year round, but it's something about that that winter wonderland vibe we get up here um, right around this time of year. It's just a beautiful thing. You got Arians Hill, you got the the skating rink and, you know, so many activities. Plus, you know, you've got NFL regulation size playing field over there. Anytime you want to go out there and, uh, you know, be like me and live through your midlife crisis and see if you still got it out on the football field, you know. You can do that, so it's it's really a unique experience, and we do we owe a, uh, a lot to uh, Mark Murphy and a uh, great debt of uh, gratitude as well for uh, everything he's done to make that that happen, and uh, you know also 2025 NFL draft coming, baby. So a uh, lot to be happy about and thankful for when it comes to our uh, our president. So uh, you know, mad respect to uh, Mark Murphy for sure. Definitely, that's a project I've got to get started on ASAP, Tim. Um, I got to get us a spot locked down for the draft where we can go up and uh, and spend the weekend and at least have a meeting place where we can podcast from. And, you know, hopefully we can get a spot close to the field. Um, I'm actually looking at property up there right now. I don't know if it'll happen or not. Um, we got our eyes on a spot uh, right now, but it just uh, it depends on we've got some other things here at the house we've got to tend to. Um, it's nothing really financial as much as it is uh, just taking care of family, stuff like that. So um, with that being said, we're going to find us a spot up there for the draft, man. What an awesome time that's going to be. Still got plenty of time to plan. Obviously we're, you know, a full draft away from it, but going to be uh, going to be awesome when it happens for sure. But you were talking about the field over at Titletown last year at the Monday night football, me and Manny just kind of strolled through as everybody was winding down. They had a few fires burning here and there. We walk over to that field and there were two middle-aged men, you could tell they were going through their midlife crisis like you and I. And uh, they were over there trying to kick field goals. One busted his keister, bro, because it was so icy. I laughed. So I was fielding the field goals for him for a second. I was just like, how cool is this, man? Yeah. That's really awesome. Just a it bunch is. of kids out here acting half our age. That's what life's about, man. I'm just telling you. And you I never know who you're going to bump into over there, too. I've seen, oh. you know, Mark Murphy out for a morning jog. You know, I've seen <laughs> you bump into – the most random of people you might see Leroy Butler hanging around. You never know. So it's just, it's a unique experience and um, you know, an extension of Lambeau field really, it, which is exactly what it should be. And uh, just uh, really great to see how things have turned out. And, you know, the area continues to expand, you know, lots to look forward to. I can't wait to see the development um, leading up to the draft too. You know, lots of, lots of things happening in green Bay. Definitely. Um, if you guys would hit that like button for us, so other Packer fans can find this YouTube channel and this content. We appreciate you guys dropping here with us on Monday night as the uh, Jaguars get ready to boat race the Bengals with their backup quarterback. I'm sure that's about to happen. So never thought you'd say that, right? 
the Jaguars boat race and the Bengals. At least in the last couple of years, you wouldn't expect to say it. Here we are. Uh, Jake Shavinka, the chat says draft weekend 2025 will be sick. I'm so excited about it, Jake. Yeah, you being our draft expert here on the Packernet Podcast Network, man, that's going to be a cool time for you. You better get you some rest, buddy. We're going to work you like a mule. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to happen. Jake's already. He's ready. He's he's ready right now. Look, we could. It could be next weekend. He's ready to go. I got a feeling. No Bring doubt. it on, right? That's right. Eric Sutherland in the chat. How exciting it is. Is it to be the youngest team in the NFL, but not look the youngest team? Uh, future is bright, folks. Go pack, go! Yeah, it's a it's a great point, and like Doug goes on to point out too, Eric. He said, "Eric, the youngest team in the league shouldn't beat the defending Super Bowl champs by eight, right?" Um, it's a it's a good place to be, but like Lafleur said, it's one game, right? Um, and I'm not trying to be the Debbie Downer either. We're going to talk about it again. We're going to talk about the PFF grades. We're going to hear from Love all that stuff that we didn't get to this morning on Good Morning Lambo. Um, but uh, it is just one game. Any given Sunday, anyone can beat anyone. But the fact that you beat the Lions. Uh, you know, obviously the Chargers aren't a great team, but to see your defense kind of rise up to the occasion with that that really good offense, that good quarterback in Justin Herbert, um, it's just they're putting the the pieces together. And you know, some people still refuse to believe that that Joe Barry is doing a good job. That's okay. Let them let them keep doubting. Um, I like it. I like it when people doubt us. You know, um, had someone earlier on Twitter. It was an interesting conversation. I was telling Tim about it offline. I have one of these every episode, it seems like. I got to stay off Twitter right before we go live, Tim, like I was telling you. Um, <laughs> so essentially, put a post up, hey, we are we still firing Joe Barry? And, of course, they came filing in. Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. This one guy comments and says, I'm assuming it's a guy. He said, our offense only got two possessions in the first half. Two. And I was like, we won the time of possession. So – you know, I'm not a smart man, but if I remember correctly, we were winning 14 to six at halftime. That would mean that those two possessions were long sustained drives where we scored touchdowns. So you're going to say that Joe Barry isn't a good defensive coordinator because your offense actually did exactly what we've been begging them to do long sustained drives and control the time of possession. Like, what does that have to do anything with Joe Barry? And you held the Chiefs to six points. Six. Hey, let me let me ask you another question while we're on the on the topic. How 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 many minutes of this football game did Kansas City have a lead? <laughs> exactly. It's it's wild, man. It's wild. The answer is zero. For those of you going, I don't know. Tell us. It's zero. <laughs> like I just I don't understand how people can have the victory of the year. Like up to this point, this has been our Super Bowl this year. Nobody was expecting us to compete for anything. We're supposed to finish dead last in the North and miss the playoffs. And you come out and play just your best game of the year, not just by, you know, the eye test, watching the, the TV copy, but PFF says so. The experts are saying, wow, this, this team played lights out. And your initial response is, let's try to drag someone through the mud. And your only argument against him is, well, we only got two possessions on offense in the first half. <laughs> like – I'm just blown away, Tim. Again, it comes down to people prioritizing other statistics other than the, the actual points that are put up on the board. And I'm sorry, you're not going to get me to buy into this DVOA and and yards, you know, yards actually gained and, and rushing. Oh, rushing yards is the big thing. Well, you suck at stopping the run. Maybe, just maybe, they're putting that on the back burner because, hey, it's working. Would you, know? would you rather give up 51 yards on the ground and lose by – six points or eight points like i don't understand 
in like, this in this moment when you're emotionally attached to beating someone down and you look like an absolute jackass for going against everything good that the team has done all year long because you just won't allow your ego to drop. Yep. Yeah, they probably would, Tim. They probably would say that. That's been that's that's Twitter. Okay. We just explained Twitter to you. So anyway. <laughs> I digress. Um, let's see. Elevated Shine. Good to see you in here, buddy. He says, I've been blocked by a few people today pulling receipts. It's been a good uh, day. It's been a good <laughs> day. Prison <laughs> Matt in the building. Right. He goes on to say, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I enjoyed more last night. The Packers wins or the Bears Twitter trying to cope. Yeah, they were uh, they were pretty tore up. I quote tweet of one, man. And it was it was absolutely awesome. Uh the guy said something about something along the lines of, I don't, I don't think I can handle another 10 years of great quarterback playing green Bay. Like people get it. Now they're seeing it, Tim, you've been on the train a lot longer. Um, again, I wanted to wait till the end of the year, but last night, Jordan love just, he basically gave me the pen and said, sign, sign on the dotted line or get out of the way. Um, I'm signing that dotted line, dude. He's, he sold me last night. Just, just an absolutely phenomenal game there's no doubt about it man um and just uh just for old time's sake here elevated shots good to see you in here buddy. Right. hey 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 that's just the way we talk in the clink appreciate <laughs> you swinging through my man mark in the chat says we were told we could not assess our defense until week 13 assessment we have uh we have a points limiting defense front line and linebackers are young first round draft picks yeah you know it's funny we were told well they haven't played anybody and then you played the Chargers, and it was well yeah, let's see what they do next week. You hold the Lions down. Then it was, where do the Chiefs come to town? Now you hold the Chiefs to 19 points, and now it's we only gave the offense two possessions in the first half. That's that's what they're – I mean, I love it, Tim. They're getting back, back absolutely into a corner, and I absolutely love, love it, man. Love I'm it. here for it, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mark in the chat says, the wide receiver crew is three deep in every position. Quarterback is the sheriff in town and is a gunslinger. I told you guys this morning, man, he kind of feels – it's definitely a, a, a mix between Brett's style and Aaron's style. Notice I didn't say his level of play. No one's saying he's a Hall of Famer yet, right? Um, but I, it, at times, Tim, I find myself going, he's more like Brett, I think, and that's exciting. And then at other times I go, I don't know, though. He's not throwing picks. He can't be like Brett, <laughs> right? So uh, it's just a good blend of both, man. It's like he takes those chances, uh, you know, here of lately, I'll say. He's taking those chances at the right time. That throw to Dobbs, man, I still can't get over it. I can't. Just the way it fell. I mean, it's like, I swear, I think it was I think it was Lombardi's ghost just knocking that thing right into his hands. Dude. Did you hear when he was asked about that in his presser? Uh, what did he say? About that throw to Dobbs. And, you know, he, he basically kind of said he – what I gathered was he saw the safety um, kind of moving before that pressure was coming. And uh, so his gut was – if I'm going to throw it, throw it to throw it to Rome, throw it that way. And yeah, the rest was basically Romeo making a play. And even Jordan kind of alluded to the fact that I don't think he even tracked that ball <laughs> very much. He just kind of saw it and there it was. And he hauled it in. Um, and he, of course, Jordan, you know, talked about his teammates making plays for him. And uh, that's certainly an example of that. But, um, you know, they were trying to ask him, what did you see coverage-wise that made you go there? Because, you know, when we look at the tape, it looks like probably the most dangerous throw of the day, for sure, <laughs> from Jordan. And, uh, you know, it's something that he saw post-snap, right? He saw movement post-snap, pressure comes in the face, and he's you either got to eat it and take a sack, right, or throw it away, or you got to trust, trust your teammate, trust yourself, and just heave it down the field. So, 
um, yeah, he's got a little gunslinger in him. And I like that. I like that a lot. I think, uh, you know, everyone talks about Mahomes, right? We, we just had the Chiefs in town. So I'll, I'll tell you what, um, you know, Jordan Love might prove to be the, the Pat Mahomes of the NFC, you know, when it's all said and done as we yeah. move forward in his development. Um, you know, there's a lot of traits that are reminiscent. We talk about comparing him to Brett or Aaron. That comes with the territory. But I see a lot of uh, Mahomes-esque type of play um, in Jordan Love and not just changing the arm angles and mobility, but just the way he's seeing the game. And I don't know, it seems like the game's slowing down a little bit for him already and he's seeing it better and trusting it. So uh, I'm here for it, man. Jay money. I'll, I'll call him a hall of famer, future hall of famer. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm already on the love train. You know, I, I'm the engineer driving the locomotive. So yeah, oh, that's right. Let's do it because uh, I think that's what we might be looking at. We might have to make some more room after we retire 12, right? We might have to put 10 up there one day. And I know, look, I love it. Everyone's going, Oh man, you're too early. This is crazy bold hey it's not a prediction it's just a an attitude it's just something that uh i've always felt in my gut when it comes to him man i think he is that dude i've said that for a long time and now we're finally seeing it so uh enjoy the ride guys hop aboard the uh the love express while you can i love this one right here we got to hit on it bought me in the chat says Barry prevent defense in the second half cost them a third and 18 conversion that led to a touchdown at the end of the game should have cost him the ball to the 10 yard line on the bomb to MVS refs bailed him out. So let's talk about that play. Shall we bite me? Do you know what the play call was? Cause I would just about guarantee you, you don't know what the play call was because if you did know what the play call was, it was country quarter spot drop with a three man rush. In a third and 18 situation, do you know what you're trying to get the offense to do in a country quarter spot drop three-man rush? You're trying to get the quarterback to go, well, crap, no one's open. I better run. And that's exactly what happened. Now, why did they convert? Because Anthony Johnson Jr. left his space to go after Mahomes when Quay Walker's top priority was spying the QB with the underneath rack coverage. It was a perfect play call. Absolutely perfect play call. If we had blitzed on that play and they had converted through the air, you and all of the little Joe Barry hater cronies will be right here today going, can you believe we blitzed in that situation? It was third and 18. Why'd you just give it to him? It's pathetic. It's pathetic. I can feel my ears getting hot because all they're doing is repeating what other people are saying. Yep. part that bothers me the most because you ain't you won't take the damn time to watch the tape and just get a notepad and try to understand what is actually happening it's just well this drunk podcaster said it so i'm gonna go over here and and hound this guy about it because he's defending it watch the tape please i'm begging you watch the tape watch the play the same people that get aggravated over us tape watchers are the ones out here spewing this nonsense, which, by the way, I ain't going to say any names, but one in particular that was referring to him as, uh, you know, all he does is play with a light box, all of a sudden is pointing out we've got a top 10 defense in scoring. We've had a top def- top 10 defense in scoring the entire year. Welcome aboard to you know, <laughs> reality. <laughs> reality. It's, it's just unbelievable how people go to the point to find – some kind of negative in the most positive situation all year long. And if you're going to be negative, 
don't swing by here, which is normally why I won't even highlight a comment like this. But I thought we would take just two seconds to prove your ignorance in front of the entire classroom. Like, just learn the game, man. If a dumb redneck like me can learn the game, learn the game. If you if you don't want to learn the game, you just want to watch it, that's cool. Then stop trying so hard to prove your ignorance and trying to get people fired and, and cause a ruckus on Twitter just because it gets you attention. And, oh, by the way, it worked here. Congratulations. So, anyway, Andre in the chat. Hey, y'all, so great to be celebrating the Chiefs win with you. Hey, right back at you, Andre. Good to see you in here, buddy. Appreciate you swinging through. Uh, Jake Shavink in the chat. Red zone defense was the reason for the first half margin. Amen. In but don't break. You know, uh, uh, to the best of my knowledge, we're still a top five red zone defense. Definitely a top ten red zone defense. Oh, by the way, with a ton of starters continuing to miss. Like, that's the other thing that's amazing about this whole Joe Barry thing, Tim. He he hasn't had his starting 11 all year. I would say he hasn't had a start more than a starting eight the entire year. I mean, that's how many injuries we've had on defense. And you know why it continues to work? because we're playing bend but don't break, too high shell, mixing in cover one man, cover one robber. I mean, he he has been so creative, in my opinion, all year. He's been more aggressive than I want him to be. You've seen it on Chalk Talk, Tim. How many times you heard me go, we got yep. burned right here, guys. You know why? Because we're playing press man. If you stick with your quarters coverage, you'd be in a little bit better shape here. Um, but I think he is kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of giving in a bit. Um, but, yeah, Jake, I agree, man. Great observation there, buddy. Red zone defense is where it's at, too. That's that's something that red zone defense, red zone offense, you look at the top five teams in the league every year, and they're right at the top. There's no doubt. Boz with the super chat, buddy. You're you're such a blessing. We appreciate you, man. He says, F the haters. Go, Pat, go. Dude, you would have got in here just like, boom, yeah. here, dropping here. on them. Look at that. Donation and screw the haters, dude. It's true. We got to stop acknowledging them. It's my fault. I'm just, I'm Irish, bro. I'm Scottish, Irish with <laughs> Cherokee, Hungarian. I'm a damn mutt and I get fired up way too easy. I just got it. It bothers me when it's just like, it's embarrassing to the fan base. That's what bothers me. It's because we got some people running around not knowing what they're talking about. And it's one thing if you want to learn, you know what I mean? I'm trying to learn every day, I'm trying to get a little bit better every day. But you know, and it's one thing if you want to be ignorant too, like you said, if you choose not to watch tape or you don't want to know, you want to just, you know, have a case of daddy sodas and scream at the TV and repeat, you know, narrative that's, you know, drummed up for you. That's cool. But then don't come, come around folks that are trying to learn and, uh, right. you know, attempt to engage in a debate or a conversation when you're not, you're not coming from a basic, you know, point of knowledge, you know, that's what we're all here for. Right. Clayton, you know, like, I know that's why I'm here. Um, I know that I know more about this game than I did six months ago, and I still don't know nothing. <laughs> so it's uh, it's fun to learn. And, um, you know, we're all for differing opinions. Uh, uh, but the one thing we're all like minded on here is that we want to learn. Right. And, um, you know, if you're if you don't if you're not committed to that, then uh, I don't know. You're right. We're not going to engage. Right, Clayton. Right. The whole the whole point of that comment was and to try to paint a picture. Seriously. Yeah. Quay Walker was on the line of defense underneath. Anthony Johnson Jr. was on the second line of defense of that country quarter spot drop. There could have been some cover three aspects to it, but on the initial, on the surface, to me, it looked like spot drop. I'm going through the all 22 tomorrow, and I'll have a definitive answer. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Quay Walker had that spy, had that tackle on Patrick Mahomes. As Anthony Johnson Jr. pulls up from that second level, you, you literally could see Kelsey almost hesitates like, oh, crap, we're screwed here. And all yep. of a sudden, Anthony Johnson Jr. just bells on his own. Yeah, rookie mistake. Uh, it's not the dog Anthony Johnson Jr. He's a rookie, late-round pick, doing the best he can, right? But that's that's a mistake on him. It is. Uh, you got to know. it Now, if Quay isn't there, totally different ball game. You can't just let Mahomes run for the first down. So, uh, but anyway, we'll move on. Uh, let's see, a- Andy with the super chat. Thank you so much, buddy. He said Chiefs failed Lambo leap, angered the football gods. Did they try a Lambo leap, Tim? I missed that. I think so. I think well, so. Yeah. Hey, that's how it works, dude. Good observation, Andy. Um, I gotta admit, man, I used to get mad when people would try to do the Lambo leap, but now it's more to me. It's more of like a a sign of respect, like the yeah. fact that players from other teams actually appreciate, you know, our history, our tradition, like that. I think it's kind of cool, but there's nothing better than seeing them have a, having a hard time finding, uh, you know, uh, uh, friendly fans to jump in the crowd and they just shove them back out or throw mm-hmm. a beer at them. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. Always. But, Andy, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you. I'm going to try to keep up with the chats, guys, but it's going to be tough. I ain't going to lie, man. It's going to be really, really tough. Um, let's see here. We've got a Chad Inc. Uh, with the chat. It says, when the Chiefs get field goals instead of touchdowns, that's a great job by the defense and the coordinator who called it. Completely agree, man. That's that's the whole goal, right? Carly Ray said, I heard the Patriots have lost their last three games while limiting their opponents to 10 points or less. That is very true, Carly. Um, you know, that offense is hot. It's hot dookie out there in New England. Um, doesn't matter. They they tried to go to Bailey Zappi now. I watch that. I watch every one of their games too. You guys know I kind of keep up with the Patriots. Bill Belichick's defense is as strong as it's ever been, but man, that offense is horrible. And I kind of feel bad for Billy O'Brien too because it's it's a perfect example of not having good good quarterback play. You know, if Jordan Love was playing at Bailey Zappi or uh, um, or Mac Jones's level right now, currently, we'd be in a similar situation, Tim. Probably a lot worse situation because New England's defense is. They're playing great here of lately for sure. Granted, they played some bad teams too, but um, it is what it is. Let's see Paul Robertson here. 
in the chat says, I'm surprised those Joe Barry haters haven't turned on Christian Watson for tweaking his hamstring. I immediately mess messaged Krista. You guys know she was on the show before. Um, we've had a, had a good time, you know, just kind of communicating behind the scenes and everything. I'm always the fan that immediately reaches out to her and go, please don't go to Twitter. Don't listen to these idiots. They're, they're, <laughs> they're acting on emotion. Don't, don't even engage is what I'm thinking, but I just sent her a message to say, Hey, from the whole, you know, PTA crew, just want you to know we're praying for Christian. Hope he, uh, hope he gets a, a quick, healthy recovery, man. It sucks seeing him go down. He was Tim. He was on a different level last night, dude. I yeah, mean, he, he was turning it on, bro. Yeah, and doing more than just, you know, catching passes, man. Scoot was involved in our offense in a lot of different ways and contributed. Um, so, yeah, it's always tough to see him go down. It really is. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things, man. It happens. Sometimes it happens uh, more often than not to certain players. Look at look at Jair. Jair's been dealing with stuff, too, this year. Um, and, you know, it comes with the territory, man. It's football. Things can happen. And uh, you just hope he gets back quick. Hopefully he just cramped up or something. And it's nothing major. Yeah, let's hope that for sure, man. Um, let's see here. Uh, Scott Johnson, congratulations. Just became a, a new YouTube member of the PTA Posse. We'll make sure we get your name on that wheel for the next giveaway. And that's a good time to mention if uh, if any of these three are in the chat, XA Drew, you were the one who won the autographed Dorsey Levens jersey. So shoot me an email at PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. Um, if uh, we don't hear from him, C.L. Freeman was the second drawing, and the third one was Jeff Zilk or Zalki. Um, make sure you reach out through email, PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. Um, if first place doesn't claim it, then we'll give it to second. If second place doesn't claim it, we'll give it to third. And if they all don't claim it, then we will just spin the wheel again and give away two jerseys next week. So, um, But appreciate that, Scott. Uh, welcome aboard the PTA Posse, my man. Mace Taggart in the uh, super chat here. Appreciate you supporting the stream. Said, told you guys love equals dynasty in Lambo. You and Tim over there, man, driving yep. the – Got co-conductors of the train, <laughs> the the Jordan Love train, man. Um, I love it, dude. I, I think it's just we've said it all year that you know you 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 want him to succeed because he's such a, a humble leader, and you could just tell he's got that. We seen it in the Saints game, Tim, right when he yep. led him back on that win and how fired up he was, and that team was so so jacked, so jacked for him. Um, I think we got it, man. I think we got the I think we got the one, Tim. It's exciting, dude, because five weeks ago we were sitting there going, I don't I was anyway. I was going, I don't know, guys. That accuracy's tough and decision making down the stretch. Dude's just playing lots out. It's absolutely you put a couple more of those games together, Tim. I know this sounds silly, but they might start talking MVP talk. I'm not saying he's got a chance to win it, but he might he might end up being like in the in the, the final five there, if you keep stringing together three touchdown, no interception games, bro. I mean, it's possible. It really is. It's true. Yep. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Mike Berry said, Clayton quit with all the truths. <laughs> my old saying, right? Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Uh, yep. Doug says a 2000 vote poll on Twitter today for Joe, for fire Joe Barry. Yes or no. Result was 50, 50 people are dumb. Just, and here's what I love. If, if they were to listen to him, and fire them. Who are you bringing in? Right. None, none of those people can even give list one name. They couldn't right. even give you one freaking name to suggest. And if they do that. mention them, Tim, if they do mention them, all you got to do is go to the the you know the points allowed and nine times that. Like somebody was saying the other day, Robert Sala. I went and looked at the. Well, how's the Jets defense doing? They do got a good defense. They got a lot of good players. I looked. I was like, they're like 16th in points per play. I was like, what are we doing? What are we thinking here? Yeah. Why? What in the world is going on? It, it's just because 
people have had such a strong opinion. That's all it is. Uh, Chris in in the chat. Clayton, are you guys covering PFF grades tonight? I think Love led the offense at almost 92. He did. He was over 91 for sure. We are going to do that. So we got to get busy, Tim. We meaning I've got to shut up and quit ranting here. So uh, I've got you, Chris. We're going to hit it right now. Again, uh, thank you, uh, Mace Taggart, Boz, and Andy for the super chat. You guys are absolutely awesome. Let's do this. Let's kick it off where we left off, man. This was Love's interview on the field. Just want you to guys, guys to listen. He's got a little bit of that 12 in him, a little bit of that Aaron Rodgers in him, Tim, where you could tell he holds a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder. And I absolutely love that about him, too, because he's not too brash, outspoken. He's one of those guys that he's not going to go around talking a big game. But if somebody asks him, he's going to tell him. Let's check it out here. Yeah, 100%. This was a revenge game from your first NFL start against these guys. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, I've been having this game circled. Um, been wanting to see these guys again after that, you know, my first start. So it uh, feels good to get the dub. Love it. I've had that quarterback, man. That's my quarterback. He said, I've had this game circled, Tim. I've had this game circled. Here, let me get that for you real quick since you since you special requested it there. Let's see what T.O. has to say about Jordan Love. It's my quarterback. <laughs> that lip quivering, bro. I love it. What do you think, man? He got a, he got a little bit of a little bit of revenge in him there, right? Yeah, and you you love to see it. I told you, man. I've I've been saying this for a long time, man. Mamba mentality. I mean, Jordan Love, he does. He's got that Kobe in him, man. I'm telling you, it's in there. And we see it on the field every once in a while. You'll see that fire, right? That intensity. Uh, you know, when we need a boost or we need that that um, you know ferocity, we get it. But other than that, he's laser focused, cooler than a polar bear's toenails, calm under pressure. You know just a lethal competitor and you're right there's probably a little little chip on that shoulder you know um i mean jordan's been waiting a long time to play football guys he's been waiting a long time to get this shot and uh you know Keyshawn couldn't have said it any better when he said you know 12 gave him the keys and jordan's driving the driving the porsche now so uh you know what that's like right you give a you give a young young man keys to a a nice sports car you better buckle your seatbelt, man, because we're going for a ride. So, uh, yeah, I love to see it, man. Jordan is that dude for real. No doubt. Well, we had LaFleur um, with Larry McCarron on Packers.com. Uh, you know, they got the Packers YouTube page, the Packers Twitter account, the whole nine yards. You can find this video on there for free. Go give it a like, share it, um, all that stuff. But this was a really cool interview between uh, Matt LaFleur and Larry McCarron. I believe right before he went in the locker room or right after, but we've also got the locker room sound bots will hit as well. But let's see what Coach LaFleur had to say to uh, Larry McCarron. Coach Matt LaFleur joins us. And, Matt, how does it feel to defeat the defending Super Bowl champs? And you did it wire to wire. Yeah, that was a, a great team win. Uh, I think every phase obviously had a significant impact on the game. So proud of our guys. Feel like we're coming together as a football team. We're getting better and better and better. And but we got to continue to prove it because it's only one game. That is a damn good football team. Um, got a lot of respect for for their coaches, their players, and um, just the consistency that they they perform. And uh, but just really happy for our guys. Young Jordan Love really outplayed the great Patrick Mahomes. He's not looking so young anymore. Uh, <laughs> He's doing a great job uh, just, you know, allowing us to be pretty aggressive offensively. And I think that's what that there's so much trust in him. I think our old line's doing a really good job protecting him. 
Um, and the guys around him are, are getting better, and they're, they're making plays for him, and that makes his job easier. So, But I can't tell you how much trust and belief that we have in him just to call some of the things that we've been calling, and he's going out there and performing at a high level. Your young receivers continue to make plays. Christian Watson, a couple TDs, but all of them continue to make plays for you. Yeah, I mean, Rome, that fourth down catch was spectacular. Uh, he had another big catch on the second and 15. Um, just all those guys, Wicks, Jaden Reed, you know, Tucker got in, Ben Sims gets his first touchdown. So all those guys certainly contributed and, and made plays for us today. And you can't not mention A.J. Dillon, just how hard he's running and just grinding out some tough yards. How big was that opening drive? 13 plays, 75 yards, you're throwing it, you're running it. How big was that in the grand scheme of things? Well, I think quite frankly, uh, the last few weeks we've gotten off to a good start offensively. And I think that just builds some momentum and builds more belief because that's a really good defense. And um, it's one of the premier defenses in the league. And that was a crazy first half just to have three possessions for us and two for them. Um, there's not too many halves of football like that. Keyshawn Nixon's late interception was nothing short of spectacular. Did you get a good look at it? I, I didn't. I just heard the crowd go wild. I was kind of uh, planning the next series um, offensively and looked up and he made that play. And um, what a play it was. Obviously a, a pivotal play in the game. We talked about winning the ball. Uh, we were plus one on the day, and when you, when, you, when you do that and you win the turnover battle, you got a great chance of winning games. What else stood out to you on that side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball? Carrington Valentine made a special play near the end as well, but what else stood out to you? I, I just think the energy and effort we, we play with, certainly it's, it's far from, from perfect. I, that, that's a really good offense. I mean, Pat Mahomes makes the game look so easy. Got so much respect for him and just the way they design plays and the playmakers they have. Pacheco certainly showed up today. And, you know, our guys stay resilient, and you have to. Uh, I think anytime you know, you hold them to 19 points, you, you should win the game. You've won a lot of games during your tenure here. Does this rank at or near the top? This is pretty special, isn't it? Yeah, and it you know we got to keep it going though. Like I said, it's one game. Um, certainly, that that anytime you have a night game in Lambeau, it's it's a pretty special moment, especially this time of the year when the weather's turning a little bit. I thought our crowd showed up and, and they were fantastic. Certainly had an impact on the game. I think uh, you know it, it is a true home field advantage. Love it. Good stuff from Coastal Floor. Um, I love the fact that he was able to rattle off all those different players that contributed in that game. And I mean, everybody down to Ben Sims. Um, just, a, I mean, it was, it was a team win. It was awesome. And I, and I believe you're right. That is straight off the field, I believe, right. Matt LaFleur in the tunnel before, before getting into the locker room. I'm sure the guys are getting themselves together, you know, getting the pads off and that kind of thing before he goes in and uh, really begins the, the post-game process. Um, I believe that's what he does, team media in the tunnel. So Larry McCarron, you know, um, right there. <laughs> Johnny on the spot, wonky pinky and all, holding two microphones, getting it done. Guy's an OG. I love it. And, uh, yeah, there's, you know, you talk about a head coach that's uh, engaged with this team, man. He knew pr pretty much everything off the top of his head there, co coming fresh off the field. And, um you know, it's great to see, man. And and I love the attitude, right? You know, how, how does this this win rank? Does it rank up to the, towards the top? Yeah, well, it does, but it's 
it's over. <laughs> it's it's another win and on to the next one. So, you know, I love the attitude from uh, Coach LaFleur. Definitely. Mark in the chat says, Matt LaFleur for Coach of the Year. You know, I, I kind of thought about that. You know, obviously he didn't have a chance with Rodgers here. Now that Rodgers is gone, you know, I'm trying to think who are the candidates for Coach of the Year, right? And and is it realistic to think that Matt LaFleur could win Coach of the Year? I mean, when you look at what he's what he's working with, the youngest team in the league, a quarterback that nobody, I mean, nobody expected to do anything. How many people did you see across mainstream media talking about he can't play, he can't throw, this is the biggest biggest mistake in the history of the game, letting Rodgers go for a guy who, who couldn't even be a starter in the league for four years or three years, however long. Um you know, I think he's done a heck of a job. If they go on a run here in the playoffs, man, if if they make the playoffs, I think there's a case for Matt LaFleur being coach of the year. Yeah. Um, if they somehow, some way, win one or two games in the playoffs, just be just about be a slam dunk for me. It's just uh, – it's tough. I, I don't really understand the criteria for it, Tim, you know. Yeah. Coach of the year. Because in the past, I know there's been people one. I'm like, really? Like, look at the team he's got. How, how was he the coach of the year, you know? Um, yeah. So that's, I kind of look at that a little bit different. For those of you watching right now, if you don't care, um, hit that like button for us so we can help other Packer fans find this channel, find this content. We appreciate you uh, making us a part of your Monday evening here, hanging out with us. Um, obviously, uh, the after party for the Packers Chiefs, um, the Packers victory over the Chiefs here at Lambeau Field. Uh, let's see here. Um, bite me in the chat said, Love is a top three quarterback over the last four games in QBR and PFF. He takes things personal like MJ. Um, yeah, I, I don't compare many people to Michael Jordan, but, uh, he, uh, he definitely got a little something there for sure. And I know like Steve is real says here, love has some Michael Jordan in him as well with the tongue waggle. He does. Uh, I love that gift. It's one of the best gifts of Jordan love so far in his young career. Mike Hebring in the chat says this team will go as far as love takes them. Um, if his play dips, the team performance will follow. If he keeps playing at the level he has the last three weeks, the sky's the limit. I completely agree, Mike. It's a quarterback league, man. Um, this this uh, this group of uh, of fans that think you can just win with uh, an average to above average quarterback if you've got a great team around them, man. It, it happens so few and far between. Um, you've got to have great quarterback play, and there's no doubt uh, Jordan's playing at a great level right now for sure. Paul Robertson in the chat said, this offense is on a different level with uh, Watson healthy. So if Watson is out for an extended period of time, I hope we find a way to compensate for that loss. It's a very good point, uh, Paul. Even when even when Watson wasn't having his best games, um, just him being in the lineup, you know, would open things up a bit. The problem was we were still forcing the ball to him at the time, right? So we were forcing it right into the defense's hands, trying to get him involved. We went away for one or two games opened everything up, then came back to him and it opened him back up is, is kind of the way I've seen it, just a, a bird's eye view, you know, a, whatever, a 30,000-foot bird's eye view of looking at it. Tim, let's go to the locker room. You were talking about attitude, emotion, all that stuff. Watch your watch your earbuds here for a second, all right, because it's going to get loud. Um, Matt LaFleur was absolutely fired up in the locker room. Guys, listen, there's some language here. They beeped it out. But any four-year-old can uh, put two and two together and understand what he's saying. So um, I'll just say if you got kids in the room, might want to might want to earmark them for a second. But here we go. Total team win right there. Total team win. And you know what's scary? We're starting to believe it's one game, and we got to continue to put in that work 
Because that's why we've gotten to where we've gotten. You guys come to bust your ass every day, all right, and put it out there every day, and then we're going out there, and we plan to fucking win. We plan to fucking win, all right? That's a hell of a team win. Give it up for yourself. The first guy finished 25 of 36, 260. This other guy, he came up with the ball. He had, he had multiple returns. And you know what I'm most impressed by? Somebody threw a punch at you and you did respond. You see when he when he gave Jordan a game ball, I guarantee you that was Rashawn Gary. That was the first person in the background screaming. Oh, I, yeah. I, I would almost I almost bet everything I got on it for real. I love it. Definitely. And you know, it's cool too. Uh he, he mentioned Keyshawn Nixon. You know, uh the thing he was most proud of is he someone threw a punch at him and he didn't throw one back, right? You love to hear it. Here was Keyshawn talking about. That interception. I want to credit Jake Shavink in the chat. Thank you so much for sending this to us in the uh, in the group chat, man. This is really cool. Listen to the little intricacies, the uh, the mannerisms that they study. You you heard Peyton and Eli on uh, on the Manning cast a few weeks ago talking about reading the DB's hills and knowing whether they're backpedaling, playing press, or even maybe blitzing on a cat. And they talked about reading that stuff. Listen to how they study the mannerisms in the cornerback room when studying wide receivers and quarterbacks. Check this out with Keyshawn Nixon. Kept your feet in bounds this time? Yeah, I had to. It has been a minute. I've been trying to get one this whole year. It should have been my third one, but we'll take the first one. My home. What did you see on that play? Uh, He checked. Uh, we were watching mannerism tape earlier in the week, and uh, he tapped his knee, and they put two off the ball. I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. I knew he was going to run it, and he ran it. We were watching mannerism tape earlier in the week, and uh, he tapped his knee, and they put too off the ball. I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. I knew he was going to run it and he ran it. Tim, did he say he tapped his knee? Is that what you heard? Yeah. So I'm assuming either a, either a tap, like a physical tap, or maybe the, the leg kick, you know, maybe yeah. he lifted the knee up or something. Uh, but an indicator, certainly Keyshawn was on the ball and all over it. And I love it, you know. If you see it, you got to say it, right, Clayton? And that's what, <laughs> that's what he did, right? I, I seen it and I, I got to say something and get over there and just trust it, you know, cause you'd rather be wrong and get beat than, than uh, not trust your gut. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's, you know, I love it, man. Great play right there by Keyshawn. Hope he as enjoys one, the bonus, the bonus check. <laughs> as one quarterback. One, yeah, exactly. The interception bonus check As one quarterback once said for the green Bay Packers. How can you not be romantic about football, man? I love that's it. Right. I, I just love the, the ins and outs, the little cat and mouse games is just absolutely awesome. Let's go to the PFF grades. The, the people want it, Tim. They came for it. They want it. Here we go. Woo! Offense first. This is your PFF grades, obviously, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Number one, Jordan Love, 91.8 with a 90.6 passer grade. Guys, I want you to understand something. That does not happen. That does not happen to flash-in-the-pan quarterbacks. That does not happen to quarterbacks who are not in the top ten 
of the entire league. Elite grades at the quarterback position does not happen on PFF unless you are legit. I mean, Tim, I want to get your take on it, bro, because we've seen the tape. We thought, man, he played he played really, really well. And the big thing I was impressed with, protecting the football, when you see the PFF grade drop and it's in 91.8, I'm like, what, what did we do to deserve this, Tim? <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> awesome, man. What do you think? Oh, man, I love it. 91.8. He's almost got a fever. I love it. I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, we've been waiting on this. And, you know, I I don't want to say I knew it was coming, but I was looking forward to this moment because you you see the culmination of so much hard work and adversity um, that Jordan has got, gone through since being drafted. And, you know, is he going to play? Is he not going to play the, the back and forth? And then having to sit in that supporting role and step up and we talked about can you go week in and week out and do it with consistency, and we saw the hiccups and the struggles early, and now we're seeing consistency, and we're seeing consistent it, it consistently getting better week to week to week. I mean, he looked better against Kansas City than he did against Detroit, and he was lights out in both of those games. So I can't wait to see what the future holds. There's a lot to be excited with, with QB1. And um, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. There's no doubt in my mind. He is him. He is that guy. He is him. I love it. Um, let's see here. Number two, Jordan, or I'm sorry, uh, Christian Watson, 88.9. Um, had 47 snaps. Obviously got hurt there toward the end of the end of the game. Run blocking grade, 73.4. The first thing I thought was Emilio saying, he can run block. He can block <laughs> when I lost it. <laughs> so Christian Watson, uh, I'm pretty sure that's elite. Yeah, it looks like it's in the blue. So that's technically elite grade, I believe, 88.9. Best might be the best game of his career. I can't remember what the Dallas game was last year, but uh man, he's heating up. Let's hope that injury wasn't too serious. Dontavian Wicks, we've been talking about him at nauseum, uh, Tim. Only had 25 snaps, but an 85.3 PFF grade, dude. Absolutely awesome. We we talk about him and uh, and our boy uh, Jaden Reed kind of being the future. Jaden had kind of a down day, right, at 61.4. But Tay Wick stepped up big time, especially with the game on the line. That one uh, catch and run he had really popped off the, off the uh, screen to me. I'm excited about trying to find that one for Chalk Talk for sure. Josh Myers led all of the offensive linemen. At 73.7. Now, immediately people think, well, I bet it was a good pass blocking grade. What's his run blocking grade? His run blocking grade, 72.4. Pass blocking grade, 72.8. Tim, this is what we've been looking for out of Josh Myers, man. This is what we wanted to see, dude. Finally, finally put together a good game. And it doesn't have to be elite level play. It just has to be like this, right? Consistent, just be good, (laughs) right? Just be good. Don't Don't be bad. Don't be a liability. Josh Myers, man, he he played a game. This has got to be his highest graded game this year, right? I, I, can't remember, I can't remember one that was higher, man. I can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And certainly one of his better run blocking uh, performances for sure. Definitely. A.J. Dillon, 73.2, just staying steady, Eddie. I guarantee you he's climbing in the running back rankings. Probably going to be breaking into that top 10 real soon if he's not already there. Rashid Walker, 71.9. Not bad, right? Not bad at all. Tucker Craft, 71.2 with 61 snaps, Tim. That is a huge sample size, bro. 61 snaps graded out of 71.2. 
Great game by Tucker Craft. Ben Sims, 20 snaps, 70.9. I would love to see what his grade was without the tutter. But, again, 20 snaps, 70.9, great game. Romeo Dobbs uh, coming in at 66.1. When you can have kind of a down game, right, which that's about where Romeo's been all year long um, and still have that huge play uh, there on the uh, the uh, the lucky uh, kind of drop it in the bucket into quad coverage there. Um, love to see Romeo Dobbs stepping up for sure. Zach Tom, 65.0. Let's talk about who underperformed. You know, we were talking on the post-game show. It felt like Henry Pearson played good, right, Tim? It was like, man, he, he I didn't see him really stick out. Um, evidently, he did not play that good, according to PFF. Granted, he was only in for nine snaps, run blocking grade of 40.7, uh, overall PFF grade of 47.3. It's something to definitely keep our eye on there. Yash Nyman, 47.5. So Rashid Walker took a big step forward. And Yash only playing eight snaps. It seems like Rashid is the is the guy that is going to be leading that rotation if there is any rotation at all. Many people excited about Sean Ryan. I know what we were. We heard people bragging on him. We heard Brian Bulaga bragging on him. We've seen he had a decent PFF grade last week, held up really well in the pass block. Um, this week, 53.8, took a, took a step back. And unfortunately, uh, John Runyon, 54.4. Right guard is an issue right now, Tim. But uh, anything else stick out to you here on this list that you want to hit on, man? What kind of pops off to you? Yeah, definitely looking bottom bottom up. Um, yeah, Runyon and Ryan right there. We got to figure out right guard. I, I mean, how is how, how is Ryan going to get, you know, anything going for himself if we're not peppering him in a little bit more? I mean, seven snaps, that's not it's not enough. And when you look at the output that we're getting from uh, JRJ, I just, I'm, you know, I'm not understanding why, you know, we see 57 snaps. It's like, why can't, why can't that be like, you know, 47 or, or 35 snaps and, you know, smatter a dozen or so more in there for, for Ryan. Um, but who knows down this stretch, we may see that. Um, the other, the other thought that comes to mind with offensive line is, you know, kind of my own, taking my own uh, advice here because I've always believed this is you want consistency and maybe there's a reason why we've kind of stuck to our guns for the most part. There is, uh, you know, holding on to hope that at some point here, as we come towards the end of this year, this, this line will, you know, become a cohesive unit and play together. Um, but I just, there's, there's some holes. You're right. Uh, right guard is definitely one of them. Um, Rashid Walker, you know, grading at 71.9 is um, definitely reassuring. Uh, for the left tackle spot, because that was another major concern. But, um, yeah, center and right guard are probably our, our two biggest issues, I think, on this line. Yeah, definitely. I want to give a special shout-out to Hank in the chat. He got in here talking politics and uh, just being a troll. We had to give him the old roadhouse. Um, so he is banned from the stream. Y'all won't have to see that again. I apologize for not catching it quicker. But thank you guys for uh, keeping me informed. Jeff. Uh, the comment that's on the screen right now, Jeff, you were the third place winner in the uh, drawing for the or the uh, spin the wheel for the autographed Dorsey Levens jersey. So if CL Freeman doesn't come forward or XA Drew doesn't come forward, that's your jersey, buddy. So uh, we're going to give them a, a several days to try to claim that man just to make sure because uh, we uh, obviously don't want to give it away. The last thing I want to do is give you the jersey and then one of those guys reach out you know, a day later and be like, Hey man, I heard a one that I would feel like an absolute rare end if you know what I mean. But yeah, as of right now, we haven't heard from those guys. So uh, 
we'll get that to you as soon as we give them. I say let's give it to at least Friday if that's cool with you. If they don't come forward and claim that, then we'll go ahead and get it sent out to you. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, man, congratulations. Appreciate you uh, always supporting the stream here, dude, um, as a uh, member of the PTA Posse. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to defense real quick. Tim, if that's cool with you. No, nothing else you want to hit on on offense, right? No, we're good. You, All right. We're good. Cool. Here we go, man. Defense. Look at this one, Tim. <laughs> right at the top of the list. Told you. 62 snaps. Darnell Savage, 85.0. Tackle grade of 82.2. Coverage grade of 75.5. Run defense grade of 78.5. I think my man just needed a little rest there, Tim. What do you think? A little nap, a little siesta. Put him right Either back. Either that or another, on yet another time I cast a little doubt on a player or talk a little bit down on a player, and he comes out and makes me look stupid. I <laughs> mean, this is literally 100% of the time. So, Bro, that's uh, what we want. Prove us wrong, right? Yeah, all day, every day, man. Um, yeah, man, what a great, great job for Darnell Savage. I mean, you know, it's almost like – I don't know. I don't know what would be a great ex analogy or example, but you could tell this guy was tuned up, ready to play, man. He wanted to be back on the field. You know, he brought that energy from from the first possession all the way uh, to the end of the game, man. Uh, 62 quality snaps um, looking great across the board there. Right. You know, 82.2 tackle grade. I mean, solid game from the Savage. I love it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Kingsley and Ibarri, only 27 snaps, but a 78.5 grade. This right here kind of shows you what I'm talking about with Joe Barry. When the players grade out kind of low and the defense still holds the opposing team to 19 points, you can't say all oh, the players are lifting up the defensive coordinator here, right? At least according to PFF's opinion, it's not to tell all end all. I'm, I'm really eager to go back and watch the all 22, but this is kind of what it felt like, too, was like no one really popped off the screen to me, but we were just kind of keeping everything in front of us the entire night, kind of playing that bend but don't break. Keyshawn Nixon, 76.9. I mean, just a phenomenal interception there. What a great play that was um, on 57 snaps as well. Kenny Clark, 65.2 with a 71.5 tackle grade. You love to see that. Carrington Valentine holding his own, and I did have in my notes a couple tackles he made that I was like, holy cow, or at least one tackle I remember for sure, uh, but a 77.0 tackle grade. Quay Walker, 62.9. One of the things we said Mike Wall mentioned out, he tweeted out, right? Um, actually, uh, during the game, Mike Wall tweeted out, it was time to go to O.J. McDuffie, right? And people were immediately, is he talking about Quay Walker? Is he talking about Devondre Campbell? In my opinion, it was like he's got to be talking about Campbell because he's just not – He's not shooting the gaps aggressively. Uh, the run fit looked a little sloppy to me. And, again, it was just watching the TV copy. So, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt until you go back and watch the entire tape. PFF said off 56 snaps, Tim, 49.1. Maybe he's not completely healthy. I hope that's the case. But definitely not a good look for Devondre Campbell. Carl Brooks had one of his worst games. We were talking about let's get him more snaps, let's get him more snaps. According to PFF, a 35.0, so he definitely took a step back. You guys remember me talking about the play uh, that I that I kind of highlighted just a second ago, defending Barry going Anthony Johnson Jr. left his spot? Look at his PFF grade. 28.5 is coverage grade, 33.9. Huge play. That is about the highest, the lowest grade you could get on an impact play, right? Um, as far as the the negative points you would receive on that impact play. That's a third and 18 where the, the play call was perfect 
and you gave up your zone and allowed the first down. Those are the things that can get you penalized very, very help, uh, heavy when you're looking at the tape and grading it. Only six snaps, very small sample yep. size. But uh, still, you get if you see it, you got to say it. That coverage grade was really, really bad for someone who's supposed to be a top-down safety. So, uh, yeah, man. Boy can tackle, though. <laughs> he, he showed up in the tackle, didn't he? There's no doubt about that. Lucas Van Ness kind of surprised me. I thought he had a decent game. Um, yep. 25 snaps, 56.2. His tackle grade was nice, though, for sure. Pass rush, 63.0. Not horrible there. Definitely got stuff to work on there. Rashawn Gary took a step back at a 58.9. Um, ran himself out of a couple of plays there. Didn't fit the run very well on what I noticed. Um, Jonathan Owens, you would think he had a good game after blasting Pat Mahomes, but unfortunately that, that was a negative mark on him because it was – "Quote unquote," technically a penalty, so PFF is going to penalize you very harsh for that. Yeah. I'd like to see what his grade would have been without that. I think it would have probably been in the mid to upper sixty. Would have been my guess, possibly. So solid um, tackle grade again from him, though. We've seen that. You know, he had tackling issues a couple. You know, a month ago, yeah. and we were. I remember sitting here on this pod saying, "I don't get it. This is what we brought this guy in here to do was to go out there and tackle and you know, bang heads a little bit." And uh, we're seeing it now. Not just, and it wasn't just the hit on Mahomes. I mean, JO's been getting in the mix a lot more, and uh, his tackle grade has, has improved uh, steadily the last couple of weeks. So, trying to stay positive, right? Find the find the bright spots. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, the other thing that sticks out to me, Tim, and I wasn't really paying that close attention to it, but it's obvious with the snap, the number of snaps here. Darnell Savage, sixty-two snaps at free safety. Jonathan Owens, 68 snaps at strong safety. Rudy Ford, only seven snaps. So they went with J.O. and Darnell Savage over Rudy. Now, there was one time in particular they came out with a dime on a third and long, and uh, people were saying that Darnell Savage was the dime back, but obviously they had that mixed up. I bet the dime back on that play was actually Rudy Ford where he only played seven snaps. This could be them easing him back in, right? That could be the case. Yep. I would love to see – uh, Rudy Ford in the starting lineup, though. I mean, 61.5 ain't a great grade, obviously, but still graded out better than Jonathan Owens and Anthony Johnson Jr. Darnell Savage is the big wild card, right? We just didn't expect it. And listen, I've been as critical of Darnell Savage as anyone. I feel like he has not lived up to that first-round talent. He hasn't lived up to that, you know, seven seven 7.9, you know, almost $8 million uh, cap hit this year. But if he continues to play like that down the stretch, Tim, I will eat crow. I will put my bib on. And I will eat my crow every last bite of it, man. Because when you play at an 85 level, according to PFF, you're doing something right, man, for sure. So, um, all right, with that being said, let's hit the special teams real quick. Bang. Robert Rochelle, we were talking about him down in that ball uh, last week, right, Tim? We were talking about him. Uh, I think it was him that that was, was gunning on kickoff, too, where we pinned him deep last week as well. But special teams grade, 80.1. Got to tip your cap to Goody picking him up here late in the year. Um, that's a nice PFF grade. Ben Sims, not only did he catch a touchdown pass, but on special teams, 77.6. Tucker Craft, 12 special team snaps, 72.8. Zane Anderson, 67.7. Christian Welch, 66.6. Now, when you go to the bottom here, 11 snaps for Jonathan Owens, 46.4. That's not a good look. Isaiah McDuffie, who was kind of our special teams ace last year as far as, you know, tackles and things like that. Uh, from from defending kick and punt returns, um, 14 snaps, 57.7, definitely took a step back there. Uh, Rudy Ford played nine snaps on uh, on special teams, a 59.5 or just some of those that stick out to me. I still don't understand how kickers are graded. So, um, you know, kick, to me, kickers are graded one way, Tim. And that's do you make the kick or not, right? Yeah. <laughs> so 
That's I, funny I really to see Carlson's number sixty nine point one on field goals. Did he miss a field goal that I'm yeah. unaware of? No, not and and he didn't even squeeze one in either. You know what I mean? Like they were both right down the middle. The best I remember. So, yeah. Uh, yeah um, I, I always just throw the PFF grades for the kickers out the window. I still have no clue how they grade that. Now, you, just like any grade, you need to compare it across the league. Sometimes you can look at these and go, "Oh, well, that's that's horrible." He got a horrible grade, and then you compare it to, uh, across the rest of those players at that same position in the NFL that's going to give you your true value. You know what I mean? So it could be something where if we were to look at the PFF grades, if they are a ranking system for the kickers, he may be pretty high up there, but who knows? So anything else you want to hit on special teams there, Bob? Um, you know, I had a question for you, Robert Rochelle. What is he um, positionally? Is he list? Is he a corner or is he? Uh, yes, he is on, on the depth chart. He's listed as a corner. He's that's listed as a corner. Okay. Just, just curious. Cause uh, he's, um, you're right, man. He's really been a contributor, um, especially as of late. And it just, uh, yeah, just good to know. Jog the memory. Um, I don't know what his uh, what he looks like as a as a cornerback in a pinch, you know, for our secondary. But uh, certainly a guy we might want to keep around for sure. Yeah, definitely, no doubt about it. Um, all right, I think we hit everything there. I was going to get into kind of some playoff picture look, but I think we'll hold that over. We're already at the hour mark. Um, let's, uh, let's kind of get parting thoughts here, Tim. We'll clean up with the chat real quick and we'll get everybody out of here. Um, parting thoughts from you, Tim, anything else you want to hit on here, man? Um, psyched for chalk talk. Um, we got some time. I can't wait to see what you got for us. Uh, hopefully I can, uh, sit in on it again with you this week. Um, I know there's some gems in there and, um, you know, just really excited to be here as, uh, we've got a lot of positives, uh, to talk about here with another victory and, um, you know, looking forward to breaking down the next matchup too. you know, got football a week from tonight, primetime ball. Yeah, man. In New York, let's hope it's cold weather again. Right. Um, that's a, that's a team that's really struggling. Uh, y- y- you want to see the Packers first and foremost, just go up there and get a dub. Don't get cute. You know, you can't overlook anyone like Matt LaFleur said, the reality is we're a 500 team. Yes. We're trending up. Yes. We're playing good ball. But uh, just got to make sure you go up there and get the dub. But it would be nice to go up there and get a 20 or a 30-point win just to kind of solidify things and go, okay. Then go back and watch the tape again and go, what can we get even better at, right? Um, that Absolutely. should be kind of the goal for sure. Uh, let's see here. Let's clean up the chat real quick. I had a couple of these. Mark Jennifer Wright says, Clifford's the only player active that didn't play on offense. That's wild. I didn't know that. Jennifer, good stat there. Um, good stuff. Let's see. Uh uh, Jennifer Wright, most injured team in the league. It sure feels like it. I don't know if that's technically true. Maybe you know that for sure, but it sure feels like we're the most injured team. Although the Chiefs had some people going down last night, Tim. I, I started to – I didn't feel bad for them, but I'm like, this This is what other teams have been seeing when they see us go <laughs> go down every game. Yeah. Was, there was a moment where I was like, man, they can't really catch a break on the injuries. But anyway, everybody's got to deal with them. Our showers. My hot take is Malik Heath is going to be important to this team at some point. He's a specimen. I hated to see the drop last night, but I agree. Uh, showers. I think he is going to be a contributor on this team for uh, years to come for sure. Carly Ray says maybe we can say it's realistic for Matt Lafleur to be part of the Coach of the Year conversation. I think that's very realistic, Tim. Am I am I just drinking the Matt Lafleur Kool Aid, or do you think uh, it's okay to mention him in the uh, Coach of the Year? I think he belongs in that conversation. Um you know, short list off the top of your head, you know, what are some other names we would, we would think of. Um, but I certainly think uh, 
Matt should be joining that party here pretty soon. A couple more wins will certainly get uh, the chatter going, I think. But, you know, you got McDaniel down in uh, Miami and, um, you know, there's a few other coaches that uh, belong in the conversation. But certainly I think Matt LaFleur is making a case for himself this year. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Uh, Paul Robertson says, my guess is that coach of the year is between LaFleur and Indy's head coach. That would be a good one, too, considering that. There you go. Anthony uh, Anthony Richardson went out early, right, in the year, and they're still competing. Look like they're probably going to make the playoffs, too. Um, who is – all right, I'm going to try to make a note here. There's a video I want to get. I got to get that bowler. That's Paul Robertson's profile pick. We got to get that sound bot put in, man. I'm telling you, it's money, dude. It is absolute money. I giggle every time I see his, uh, his profile pick. Um, let's see here. Chad Inc. says – uh, the way Love has played the last three games, that's kind of quarterback play that could take you to the playoffs consistently to, and to win a Super Bowl. You know, it's kind of like when Brett started to turn it on in the 90s. You know, I wasn't a Packer fan then, but I go back. I love going back and watching how things unfolded, and uh, that's what it kind of felt like, right? You had this young quarterback that finally it just clicked. Next thing you know, they're in the playoffs consistently. Next thing you know, he's winning back-to-back-to-back MVPs, right? And uh, obviously getting that Super Bowl win, going to back-to-back Super Bowls as well. So, yeah, it's a good point, man, for sure. Um, I think you got a. I think there's a lot of truth in that comment, Chad. Uh, Paul Robertson says AFAM bought a gym membership today after seeing AJ Dillon with his shirt off during the post game last night. <laughs> I, I was watching him on that, and I think I'm waiting for his jaw to start tightening up because you know it was cold. <laughs> he didn't budge, bro. He was running on straight adrenaline. You'd love to see it for sure. He's a leader on this team. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Uh, AFAM in the chat said Dillon had a nice game, but the Chiefs' run defense has been trending down. Very true. I think that's a very fair statement, too. You know, you got to kind of yep. put things into perspective and uh, tell the whole story for sure, AFAM. Uh, Jake Shavink said, got, you just got to limit uh, Tyrod Taylor deep balls to Jalen Hyatt. Man, Jalen Hyatt, my draft crush last year, right? He was the one on the board, I'm like, when they traded back and he was still there, I'm like, we got to be taking Hyatt here. And they traded back that second time, and I went, who are we going after here? What? A, I immediately said, they're going after somebody that nobody else is on. Guess who that player was then? Yep. Jaden Reed. So, yep. pretty cool stuff. But, yeah, Hyatt's a, a dynamic player. So, there you go, man. Hey, Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, bro, but uh, playing a little quarters, a little two on the shelf, right, mixing in some spinner, that'd be a good way to limit those deep balls for sure. So, yep. uh, might be the way to approach it. All right. Um, with that being said, I think we're done. Tim, appreciate your time, man. Um, always a, a pleasure to talk ball on here with you. Um, always a blast. want to say a special thanks and shout out to uh, Scott Johnson, the newest member of the PTA Posse. Appreciate you. We'll make sure we get you into the next drawing for the autographed jerseys we're going to be giving away. Like I said, I think the next one might be Robert Brooks. So I'm excited about doing that one. Nice. Um, yeah. want to say thank you to Andy Slater Drums for the super chat. Appreciate you supporting the stream. Pause. The very, very generous donation. Thank you so much for supporting us, buddy. And I, I love the message more than I love the donation. F the haters. Go back, go. <laughs> And uh, Mace Taggart, thank you for your super chat as well. You guys are absolutely awesome. We will be back in the morning, 8 Central, 9 Eastern for Good Morning Lambo. We'll cook you up something nice, not breakfast, but something to talk about. Um, <laughs> and uh, we got a few things up our sleeve here. Tim, what I'm thinking for Chalk Talk, if it's cool with you, we could kind of shoot for Wednesday, either Good Morning Lambo or PTA Live that night. We can do it on one of those two shows for Chalk Talk. I think that would be fun. Um, awesome. It's going to be hard. I'm, I'm going to limit myself. I always try to say 10. I know I'm not going to be able to just find 10. I, I'm going to have to try to limit it to 15. But last time we did real good and got through it quick. So I think we can pull it off, man. For sure. 
All right. Oh, let's do this. Uh, we're out of here, guys. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you in the morning. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back. Up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Tell the tackle. The defensive end, if he's over, if he's not, he drives down the first man who is inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. No one shows. Go right by this and feel this back. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we'll be trying to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.